I promote being not perfect uh, because A, I try to be sometimes too much and because we can still get the things that we want by just being messy. If you're lost, feeling low, if it feels like you've got nowhere to go, take a breath, look and see that there's still so much that you can be if you need i'm around we will pick your feet up off the ground and we'll turn it around welcome to the captivating creatives podcast this is a podcast for an actor singer dancer creative artist of any kind we'll be taking one deep deep stage dive into personal development for creatives with interviews intention setting getting yourself motivated and so much more ready go hello hello everyone happy tuesday i hope you are all finding some settle, some joy, some routine during this super weird time. And I just want to make you pause for a second because we don't give ourselves a lot of credit. And especially during hard seasons, we tend to put our heads down and keep trudging forward, um, keep working, keep numbing, whatever that looks like. But I want you to take a moment and just allow yourself to celebrate some wins you've had. Because believe it or not, you've had them. Maybe you have finally gotten your sleeping back to normal. Maybe you had a super healthy meal last week. Maybe you went on a run this weekend. Whatever that looks like, but I want you to take a moment and actually congratulate yourself for finding joy, for finding routine, for finding peace during this season. Just take a second. Ah, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. Thank you for doing that. And I hope you feel a big level of accomplishment right now because that is just what is needed now more than ever. And today's topic, today's episode is going to just further solidify not only this, but so much more in your head because man, oh man, I had the honor and freaking privilege to talk to Tony Rossi. Tony Rossi not only is my new virtual pen pal and dear, dear friend, but he is also a motivational speaker. He's an actor. He's a podcast host and a coach all in the city of Chicago, and he is freaking brilliant. I don't have any other words for it, but I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. And there is an extremely exciting announcement coming your way at the very end of this episode, so be sure to stay tuned. But without any further ado, please sit back, take notes, and enjoy this interview with the brilliant Tony Rossi. Well, hello, Tony. Welcome. Thank you, Nicole. How are you? I am thrilled to officially be talking to you in person, <laughs> like, or over at least a computer. You know, I, I just want to touch on that really quick. Like, yes, it's nice when we get to do these video calls with friends and people, especially during this time. But at the same time, can we just acknowledge those times when we're busy and like, look at how consistent we were with communicating with each other. So freaking true. Like I, something I've talked about on the podcast a lot is we mm-hmm. make time for the things that are important to us. Yeah. And I know for you and I connection with other people who are as motivated, who are as high achievers as us and like how we live our lives at least it's important. It's important to live your life connected to those other people because then it makes you feel less crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. 
So yeah, Definitely. no, it's been it's been so much fun connecting with you, Nicole. Totally. And I'll do a little bit of backstory for listeners. So uh, right at the beginning of quarantine, or right before quarantine, actually. Um, right before, yeah. We had connected over Instagram, and we'd kind of been like dancing around each other because I saw that you were a actor in Chicago. I saw that you were also like a motivational speaker in Chicago. And finally, like, I can't remember if I reached out or you reached out, but then we just did like, we started chatting about like voice tech or, uh, and doing voice text back and forth yeah. for so long. And um, now we're going on like week four and I feel like you're my best friend. So, like, yeah. <laughs> you're my virtual pen pal. I love, I love it. it. It's so good. Well, first of all, who the heck are you? What do you do? <laughs> Boast about all the cool things that you've done. Yeah. So I'm an actor here in Chicago. I've been here for about 10 years now. And then about just two years ago, I just got really excited about all the personal development I was learning, decided I wanted to share it with others. Um, just put a label on myself as a coach like you do be like yeah no I can help I'm good um eventually went on to take a program um called the business of speaking and coaching um so now I do I offer coaching for actors on how to see things differently with how I like to say it is as with the things that make us stressed AF what are some um, of those things real quick that you like see actors especially get stressed AF about yeah so um one of my and you know, I also do workshops. And one of the workshops I do, I touch on what I call the big three. And I think three of the biggest ones are rejection, mm. comparison, <laughs> and playing the long game, which is seeing things as they are right now and thinking there are forever. Ooh, can you expand on that? That's so good. And I think that's something that people mm. need to hear a little bit more touched on. Yeah, for sure. So um, the whole reason that I got super excited about personal development was because for the first time in my life, I was starting to see things differently. And I found personal development about six years ago. So I was all of a sudden starting to see things differently. And again, I had really low confidence, really low self-esteem growing up. Um, and this personal development was helping me with that. But uh, <laughs> so you, so I, I saw you post yesterday. You just finished Harry Potter. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Pause for listeners. Yes. I don't think yes. I've explained this. I had never read the books when I was younger and, um, I'd seen all the movies and I think I convinced myself that I had read the books because I'd seen the movies Yeah, and which I hope a lot of therapists figure that one out. But like, <laughs> I um, finally, you know, quarantine was about to hit. And I was like, you know, yeah. I'll start the books, whatever, and fell in love with them. And I just like finished them yesterday. It was emotional. It was an yeah, emotional. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But so continue. I did read the books as, as a kid. Um, the first book came out when I was in the sixth grade. Mm. And Already, like right away, boom, fire. People are like all about Harry Potter. And I hadn't read the books yet, but there was um, there was one day at my locker, and I swear this is going to answer your question. There was one day at my locker where somebody told me, oh my God, Tony, you know who you look like? And I'm like, I don't know who. And like being me as my awkward, insecure self, I'm like, I, don't, I don't know. Who do I look like? He goes, you look like Harry Potter. And I'm like, oh, do I? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe. Doesn't he look like Harry Potter? He's like, yeah, he totally looks like Harry Potter. I'm like, oh, well, wait, Harry Potter is someone that people like. This is a good thing. So I start to roll with it. Um, eventually, long story short, the idea gets planted in my head that I, well, oh, so pause. They announced the books are being turned into movies. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, 
I look like the guy and I'm the right age. So can I just be Harry Potter? Like I, I can be Harry Potter, right? Mm-hmm. And my friends are like, Tony, you don't know how to act. And I'm like, no, no, it doesn't matter. I can do <laughs> anything. And, that, and that's a thought I believe to this day. I can do anything. I love I do that. Hard things. I might change my mind halfway, but I, I believe I can do anything. So I joined drama club because that's how you get into movies when you're mm-hmm. in seventh grade. You know, <laughs> um, Got cast in the middle school play, got upgraded to the high school musical. Not because I was talented. I, I didn't have any lines. They just needed a kid. And it happened to be me. I have mm. no idea why. Shout out to Marcy Holbrook if she ever hears this. <laughs> but I, I share this story because I went from being the super insecure kid to the kid who wanted to do acting but had no idea how to now fast forward to today. I've been in Chicago 10 years and two years ago, I did my first national commercial. So when I say for now is not forever, we have to get past the, I don't know how to do that, or I don't know how I'm going to get out of this season, especially considering the situation we're all in right now with social distancing. We're focusing on the now and it's very easy to do. Oh my God. It's so easy to do. Yep. But it's not our forever. Mm -mm. And I so think that's, that's a very long story. To that's no, I love that though because it's so. I love how you connected it to right now because truly, the amount of people who I've talked to that are just like, I'm just numbing. Like I'm watching a lot of Netflix. I'm like taking seventeen thousand naps a day and stuff like that. I'm like, my mind immediately goes to the after, and it's yeah. like, well, what do you like? What habits are you building right now that are going to? totally not serve you when we come out of this stronger and better as a society. So um, I think that's so freaking important. And especially for actors right now and performers alike, that audition season just came to a boom, like dramatic close. Um, But first and foremost, I want to talk a little bit about how you got into personal development. Yeah. Can I touch on what you just said really quick? Absolutely. You, so for, for all the people, for anybody who's listening right now who might be thinking, oh God, that's me. Yeah, I have been binging on Netflix. I am super unmotivated. Um, I wasn't quite in that space, but when this first hit and like during the first week of social distancing and everything's closing, I, I was, I, I got a little depressed. Oh, retweet that. Like, I feel like a yeah. lot of people, sorry, I'm, I totally cut you off. No, but no, no, you're I good. feel like a lot of people when it first happened, it was that, and it's like the five stages of grief. It's that shock. Yeah. yeah. And a and lot of people, yeah. It, it, and a lot of people, when they, when they feel that extreme amount of shock, we go to immediately our coping mechanisms. So for yes. some people that's alcohol, for some people that's marijuana, some people that's Netflix, some people that's binge eating, um, some people that's running. I mean, like it totally depends on who you are as a person. I will admit I was not a fun person to be around that first like mm-hmm. week and yeah. a half. Yeah. But now that we get that perspective change, but continue, please. Oh, for sure. So um, that first week I was super depressed. Um, Simon Casting here in Chicago, one of the biggest casting companies in Chicago, they were holding a virtual open call that they announced right away. And normally I've been trying to get seen by Simon Casting since oh, I freaking got to Chicago. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm still looking to get my first co-star credit on TV. I want so bad to like get representation that'll get me in the room. This open call is an opportunity. And I saw that post and I promise you, I didn't care. I was like, I don't care about acting right now. Okay. It took a lot of now, you know, every, um, it seems like everybody and their mother's doing a webinar for actors right now. (laughs) And so I watched one. I didn't want to watch it. And by the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm good. 
And then I watched more and I watched more. I'm like, okay, okay, now this is good. And now I'm seeing all these other open calls and I'm finally getting my fire back. But for that first week, oh yeah, I I didn't care about acting. Um, I want to really quickly, because what you just said is something I talked on the podcast about last week, which is what we consume, we become. And the idea around, if we're consuming a lot of social media, which we'll touch on a whole social media topic in a sec, but um, when we're consuming a lot of social media, when we're consuming a lot of news, when we're consuming a lot of people around us who are buying into the stress and the panic and the anxiety, when you're around that constantly, your energy, because what you focus on is what your energy goes to. So your focus is going there, your energy is going completely depleted versus when you look and put your ears out to things that are passionate for you, things that motivate you, things that you get yeah. you excited, it immediately, even when you don't feel like it, it immediately bleeds into your energy and spikes it up. I couldn't agree more. I think listening to other podcasts that aren't necessarily about acting, but are talking about who we want to become after this season, which is, I think, something you were just touching on. Mm-hmm. But yes, like we're, we're going through our phase of I don't want to do anything right now. But I think like, what if this ended sooner than we think. I don't want to be caught off guard. And that's one of my biggest fears right now. I'm like, I got stuff I got to get done. <laughs> you know, and if this, is, if this gets lifted, like they're like, oh, wait, yeah, y'all, we're just kidding. We figured it out. Everything's good. And like, everybody, please go to the CDC website to get real information. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if like, if in that if. crazy scenario that happened, mm-hmm. I'd be, I'd be caught off guard. I want to, so that, that's one of the things, um, that's driving me right now is like consuming content that helps me see who I want to become when this is all over. What are some things that you are consuming right now? Like, you know, you said podcasts, um, yeah. all that kind of stuff. What are some things I'm going to write them down? Yeah, for sure. And I, I promise I'll also answer your question of how I got into personal development. Yeah, keep, but, this is how we work. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, it's still how we work. Um, so right now uh, I'm doing a couple of things. Um, there's a Facebook group for actors that's completely free called the think bigger tribe it's run by a guy named Dwan johnson i'm actually about to re-release his episode on my podcast um so he is a certified life coach for actors and he also runs power groups but he does these facebook lives that are totally free and again these are his words that i was just saying he's like who do you want to become on the other side of this and he's talking about different things you can do for your career that maybe you shouldn't do right now during the season for your career and yeah, just jumping on his Facebook lives just get me like excited about acting and seeing this season like differently. Again, mm-hmm. I help actors see things differently. Like he's helping me see things differently right now. That's awesome. um, so that's one of them. There's a podcast I love called The Secrets to Success. Um, if you've ever heard of Eric Thomas, E.T., um, it's him and his team doing the podcast. And uh, they're usually doing the podcast like live in a studio, but now they're doing what me and you are doing yeah. on Zoom. <laughs> it's, it's what everybody's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that really helpful. I'm also in a coaching community called Grindation where I'm being coached. It's not for everyone, it's, uh, but uh, our coach, Kendall, uh, he is very in your face about, he's like, hey, this is not the time to chill. Whereas I'm going to say, be the person who says, take some time to chill, but then like, let's make sure that like we're being productive after him. He's like, nope, nope, get up. I don't care if you don't feel like it. Uh, so there's live coaching calls with him and the team. So that's awesome. just, that's just a few. That's so great. Oh my goodness. 
I wrote those down so I can uh, pin them in the comments. But uh, how did you get into personal development? We'll swing back yeah, into that. Yeah. So about, I mentioned it was about six years ago. I was waiting tables at the time. I was at my second restaurant job, Nicole, where I had a verbally abusive boss. And again, I mentioned I was the kid with no confidence, no self-esteem. And of course, often when we're like that, yes, like when you find the world of theater or whatever your creative field is, you start to find your people. So that definitely helped. But then once I go to the outside world, I'm like, oh, who am I there? And it's not so much who am I there, but what do they think of me in creating all these false narratives and listening to the negative chatter? Then I have the verbally abusive boss. On top of that, uh, at the time, the restaurant was super disorganized. I was getting called in on every single one of my days off. Uh, The restaurant was slammed. And that was a really stressful and toxic environment for me. So I I refer to that season as my emotional rock bottom. Mm -hmm. I was making money. I wasn't homeless. I wasn't the end of the world. But it was emotionally a rock bottom for me. Somewhere during that time, I found an article on Twitter, and I don't even remember what it was about, but I read that article, and I just like had this huge sigh of relief. Again, don't, don't know what it was about, but it, it, made me, it made me feel better. So I retweeted it. I was, I was, I'm a very good sharer. I was a lot more active on Twitter back then. And I retweeted it, and I tagged the person. I said, hey, this is a great article. Everyone should read it. Mm-hmm. And she responded to me and I'm like, whoa, whoa, I'm not, I'm not used to this. What? Yeah. She responded. Um, so I follow her. I signed up for her blog. I kept tweeting her and sharing and po- posting about it. She would always respond and say, thank you. She didn't ask me for anything. She said, thank you. Um, and come to find out, this is a life coach for actors in Chicago. And Wait, her what's is, her name? Her name's Courtney Rue. Oh, yes. Uh, I may have told you about her before, but she's uh, she's become one of my very good friends um, to spoil the story. But <laughs> she um, would eventually plug a free call that she was having. And I'm like, oh, free? And it's you? And I get to be on the phone with you? Yes, I want, I, I'm all in. And she, that was the first time we spoke. She plugged one of her programs. At the time, I wanted nothing to do with it, but she also offered me a free one-on-one. We got to talking. And I was just so desperate for something and mm-hmm. I thought it could help that I said, yes, Courtney was my first introduction to personal development. After that, she, <laughs> this was never part of the plan, but she knew I wanted a new job. So she offered me to <laughs> enroll with her in a network marketing company. <laughs> and uh, it was with team Beachbody. I, I, I still do. I still do my Shakeology. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm still a big fan of Beachbody, even though I don't do the uh, coaching, the the promoting of the product side of things. Mm-hmm. But um, Beachbody and a lot of network marketing companies are very big into personal development. Oh yeah, and so that's when I started reading the books, and that's when I started, you know, listening to like interviews. I, I was a big fan of Darren Hardy back then, and. Yeah, it it just spiraled from there. And by the end of the year, like it was, I was seeing things in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. What were some of the big books that really stuck out to you? Uh, the Compound Effect by Darren Hardy was my first one. Awesome. Um, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield was another. I've Okay, I've heard that one now numerous times. I'm going to write it down so I can 
check it out. It's good and it's a very easy read. It's not necessarily quick, although depending on your reading speed, it could be. But uh, it's a very, yeah, same. <laughs> same. Slow reader. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's it, the chapter, some of the chapters are a page. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and it's super like insightful. He doesn't, yeah, there's no, actually, I, I won't say there's no fluff. Maybe there's a little fluff, but it's, it's good. Awesome. Oh, that's so good to know. And then, so my follow-up question to you is then how does personal development now influence your life on a daily basis? Because I know you're big into routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I am. My routine is why I was a couple minutes late to this. Um, (laughs) So it helps me now. I mean, you touched on it earlier, Nicole. It's like we become the the things we consume. Mm -hmm. And how it helps me now is I had this routine of listening to podcasts, motivational videos, and, and coaching calls through the community that I'm in, or listening to recordings of those calls, especially even at work at my day job. I can listen to a lot of content, so I do that. I had all these systems in place for when, am I allowed to curse? Or yes, abs- oh, okay. absolutely. Oh, freaking absolutely. that before. So I had all these systems in place for when shit hit the fan and we yeah. all started like self-isolating. Mm. Um, how it affects me now is it can pull me out of a funk. And I'm happy to give specific examples so this isn't generic like Go for it. Absolutely um, go for it. Yeah, it helps get me out of a funk when I need it. But it also helps me like see this situation we're in for the positives, even though, and I want to make this very clear. I know you'll understand this, Nicole, but it's not a positive situation, but I still get to keep the positives that come from it. Absolutely. One million percent. Because if we only, uh, actually someone uh, I follow extremely religiously, (laughs) um, she's talking all about joy this week and about how joy right now is definitely not as easy to find as it was two months ago. Mm -hmm. However, if you don't search for joy right now, your mind is going to be so clouded with negativity. And it's like, yeah, you can search for joy even in hard seasons and that's what's keeping it going. And I was talking to my boyfriend this morning. It's like, we were both looking at this like, oh my gosh, like there's things that I'm going to miss about this season. And it's like, And do I wish this to go longer? Obviously not because of what's happening in the world. But when it comes to my personal life, I have to look for those joyful things because what's the opposite? Yeah. And the opposite is not a road I'm going to go down. Yeah. Choose joy, fight for joy always. I totally agree. There's a story that I share a lot on my podcast, uh, which is the Tony... it's currently called the Tony Rossi Show, soon to be called Actor Problems. Maybe some of the people listen to this. Um, But... When I, so this was the same year I found personal development. Uh, At the very end of that year, um, my childhood best friend passed away. And we weren't like super in touch at that point, but we grew up like we were a year apart. We were right next door to each other. Like we saw each other every day. Um, So I went back home for the, for the funeral And at the time, I didn't have a great relationship with my family. And it wasn't for anything. There wasn't any good reason for that other than my own stubbornness, holding grudges about petty fights, Mm -hmm. um, you know, holding grudges about, yeah, some stuff happened, but nothing like that was impacting us today. But I was still holding grudges about it. Um, That situation was the first time that I had stayed overnight in my parents' house in four years since I, at that point, it had been four years 
since I moved to Chicago. Mm. And whenever I visited home, I would just crash with friends. Yeah. I, w- I would see my parents, but it was kind of a, okay, let's get this out of the way. That situation brought me so much closer to my family. And I don't know if that would have happened if my friend hadn't passed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I would do anything to bring him back. But since that did happen, I'm going to take away the positives from it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to. And for anyone right now who's listening to this, who's walking through this season and it's extremely hard, maybe unemployment's hitting you ex- like extremely hard. Maybe you have a family member who's in the hospital and you can't see them. For mm-hmm. anyone who's looking at this situation and being like, well, that's easy for you guys to say, I want you to pause and I want you to really look at the things in life that you can be joyful for. I know you and I, Tony, are so extreme and very religious about our gratitude list. Yeah. Um, Will you touch on that real quick? Yeah. Thank you for asking that. Um, Every morning. And I think this is one of the things that started us. uh, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I write down and look, I have my notebook here. This is, this is so messy. Like I, I sure I can find a better system, but this is just how easy this can be. So I have a notebook. It's a super cheap notebook from like Target or Walgreens. Um, every morning I write down five things I'm grateful for. Mm. They don't have to be big things. They can be, I'm grateful <laughs> to that. The sun's out today. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that comes out often. Some people might say, don't repeat them. Um, I, I call BS. Like I, I, I re- 100% agree with that. <laughs> no, yeah. all the time. I will say the, the thing that I've really implemented is doing things from the past 24 hours. Sometimes mm, okay. that's going to look the same, but since I have an exact thing from the past 24 hours that maybe it repeated, that's something more to be grateful for. Yeah. And, um, I, I definitely think like, Yes, big ones are good, but when you get into the small, teeny, tiny detail ones, that's when I feel a spark of gratitude ignite a lot harder than the overall general stuff. Yeah. When, I, I actually want to touch on this real quick. Have you ever yeah. felt like a gratitude list was like a chore and you're like, ugh, I'm annoyed to do it? Um, yesterday. Okay. <laughs> yes. Did it work? Yes. So what, what did you do in that case? So I... Nicole, I have not been sleeping well for like the past month, really the past six months. Um, my, my neighbors, they're, they're, the, the, they're wonderful people. They really are. But their footsteps are as big as their hearts. Oh, dear. Um, I am the lightest sleeper in the world. It's not their fault. Luckily, I think I'm getting the upstairs apartment, so fingers crossed that works out. Fingers crossed for that. But, um, I had yet another night yesterday where, and I, you, you know this, Nicole, I'm getting over I'm finally on the other side, but I've been getting over the sinus infection for two weeks now. And the fact that I'm not sleeping is not helping. So I woke up yesterday, tired AF, and now I'm, I'm still not feeling good. So I, I promise you, like getting through my gratitude list was a chore yesterday. The very first thing I wrote down, and I actually, I, I crossed this out because I didn't want Instagram to see, but I'll share it here. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first thing I wrote down was, I'm grateful I don't have Corona. Yep. And I'm like, that's the only thing I can think of right now. Yes, I'm sick, but I don't have Corona. Yep. And I didn't want to put that there because number one, I don't know who's watching that who might have it. 
True. But number two, I just don't want to put that out there into the Instagram verse. I feel and, that. I totally feel that. Like it's not a secret, but for a quick post, it's that. Definitely. Hmm. I think that, I mean, like literally there are some times, especially during this season where you have to find like, yes, you might be looking at your life being like, this is so hard. This is so hard. I guarantee you, no matter who's listening to this, there is someone who is walking through a harder season than you. And you better damn Mm. be grateful that you are not in their shoes. Like, you know, it's like, I know it's so like negative focusing, but sometimes you got to get that leverage to pull you out of the funk. Yeah. And and you and I were talking about this um, um, on Instagram. Yeah. Where if we can picture, and I'm stealing this from someone, but if we can picture this, our shitty situation, like how could it be worse? And oh, this is, oh, did I do it yesterday? No, I didn't. I did it the day before. What did I, where, where is it? Um, the, oh, so yeah, two days ago, apparently I was in another bad mood because <laughs> I did this. There's a part two to my morning gratitude list that I don't, uh, that I've been neglecting. Mm-hmm. And that is, I write down the questions, what might trip me up today? And what would my highest self say to me in that situation? So with what might trip me up? Also, I think I got this from Wendy Braun, who I also just re-released her episode on my podcast. Um, so what might trip me up um, if I find out my symptoms aren't improving? If I find out from work, I have a part-time job right now. They might not have as many hours for me. That might happen. Or I just might feel depressed today. Mm-hmm. What my, higher self, my highest self said, and this really helped. It's that I put down all of this, all of these things are temporary. Decreased hours are temporary. Like, and okay, well, what if, what if that job stops giving me hours? And I wrote this down. I will figure it out. I think we forget to give ourselves some effing credit. I just got chills. scenario happens, like you're going to do whatever you have to do to figure it out. If all of a sudden, like all of my hours went away, I would spend the next several days nonstop on LinkedIn. On mm-hmm. I, I use Built-in, which is my day job right now. Yep. Built-in.com. It's a job posting site for tech and startups. Like I would be on Built-in. I would be on Indeed. I would be posting on every social media feed to mm-hmm. the point where it's annoying because I would not let myself run out of money. Yep. Like I would figure it out in some way, shape or form. Maybe I'd file for unemployment. I'd apply for all of the artist funds that are out right now. And yep. there's a lot of them. And like contact, if anybody listening who needs those right now, contact us. We'll Take share. him up on that. Seriously. <laughs> like, and, and so, yeah, to, to, to circle back, if we picture like the worst case scenario, well, number one, we'll start to be grateful for what we do have right now. Number two, you'll realize you're going to figure it out. Yep. There is an amazing book, amazing book. It is called Everything is Figureoutable, which also awesome freaking title. Like shout out to Marie Forleo, who's the author. Um, Can I tell you I'm rereading that right now? Oh, I think you did. Okay. That is like one of my favorite I would say I would. Yeah, no, I definitely classify that. Like that is one of my favorite personal development books because it's, it's just such a good reminder of you're going to figure it out. And it's, I, it goes I, back I, to the long game. Like yeah. you're going to figure. And so something we've talked about a little bit is, or at least I think I mentioned it on our last, on our last Instagram voice message. <laughs> Listeners, this has been going back and forth. It's so funny. Um, but I had mentioned the idea of growth versus fixed mindset. 
Yes. And right now what we're talking about is entirely growth mindset is the idea that you are going to figure it out. And it's the conditioning of your brain to look for that option immediately as the what's going to get me out of this situation, what's going to get me into a higher power, what's going to get me into a growth state versus, oh my gosh, I can't figure this out. I don't currently know how to figure this out. Therefore, I'm a failure. Shut down. And it's interesting when you say it out loud because it's just like, oh, who does that? But so many people are um, fixed mindset. And it's just, it's freaking fascinating. That's a whole other podcast episode. I yeah. do want to get into what we officially were like, we wanted to talk about today, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is the idea of social freaking media right now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what that is doing, especially when it comes to comparison brain. Yeah. And um, we've, we've talked about this at length, obviously on social media, but I want to hear your immediate thoughts. Like what is, what, what do you feel like is going on in the world right now when it comes to that? You know, I, I, I need to start by, by confessing that I use social media sometimes to unplug, which is a lie because it's, I'm not, I'm not, what am I unplugging from? I'm consuming more content. Mm. Um, and it's, look, at, at the same time, I get it. Like we're social distancing right now. And there are times where I'm not social distancing, where I'm at my day job, which I like, but there's not artists there and I'm craving for connection with my artist community. Yeah. So I, I love social media for that purpose. Um, as far as what's going on now, we're seeing, we're seeing a, a few different things. Um, I just want to point out listeners. He literally just like got up on his, like over his microphone and was like, well, I'm ready for this. So I thought of this might take us down the wrong track. So I want to pull me, Nicole, pull me back in when I go off track. <laughs> but um, so. There's the whole idea of comparison, but really quick, since we're talking about social media, I just want to address the issue of what, again, what we consume, we become. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking out my window right now. There's a porch about, I don't know, like 10, 20 feet. I don't know. I'm not good with numbers, like 20 feet away from me right now mm-hmm. from the building across from me. And there's a neighbor out there who's like on that porch every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and she like lets her dog out and yeah, taking advantage of the porch. Why not? And there was one day I remember in particular where I woke up, it was around either six or seven in the morning when I, when I usually get up and she steps outside. She, I think she was on the phone. She, she's usually on the phone mm-hmm. and I hear her say, oh, oh, and some context. It was like this time of year, April or May, the time where other climates start to get warmer and Chicago's like, <laughs> Let's hold off on that for a bit. Yep. <laughs> and she steps outside and she says the words, this isn't summer. I am so pissed. And Nicole, that was, I could hear her because my bathroom window was open. Yeah. That, those were the first words that entered my body that day. Mm. And, I'm, and I didn't have a choice. I just had to listen to it. Yes, you could argue like I could close my window, but I thought that's that that's so unfair Mm -hmm. and i think when we post we don't take into consideration that people are absorbing the energy you put out now i'm not going to i'm going to emphasize this is my opinion this is not a hard and fast rule i've actually learned a lot from people who don't look like me and from other cultures and ethnicities by sharing their experiences, which haven't been so positive. So I'm not saying that everything you post has to be positive. What I am saying is we're all very stressed out right now. 
just please be careful with what you share because even if you're right, I promise you the people who are not following social distancing right now who you're bashing on Facebook are not reading your post. Exactly. Oh, that's good. That's a mic drop. Not reading your post. The government officials you're upset about, they're not reading your post. It's just not doing what you think. Oh, but it makes me feel good. Yeah, but what is that doing to other people you love during a time where they're stressed? Oh, that's so freaking good. Oh, my God. I've been, I've been on this high horse. Like, and, and this isn't just about the season we're in. Anytime anytime there is like a tragedy where there's something like a mass shooting and everybody, and we ask these disempowering questions like why are people so awful? What is wrong with the world? What does that say about the energy you're putting out? Yes, of course I want there to be change. Of course I agree with you, but that's not the time to post that. Our brains are literally programmed to answer questions. Mm -hmm. So if you are asking shitty questions, you're going to get shitty answers. So for instance, you just said, why is the world like this? What is the first thing your brain's going to think of? No, because people are terrible because uh, this person got elected. Exactly. You're going to think of 15 million reasons why the world is like this. Then you're going to be more stressed during a time where there's already enough to be stressed about. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like the reason so many people get stressed out or the reason that people get angry or frustrated is because they are asking terrible questions in their head. Yeah. And yeah. most of the time it's unconscious. You don't really think through questions that you ask, but if you start to be aware of the phrasing of them, you immediately become aware of when your brain starts asking them. That yeah. is a, again, a whole different topic. Yeah, and that's totally not what you asked me to talk about. That's okay. It's this is social all good. Media, we're in the now. I, I, I wanted to share that. To answer your question with comparison. So Nicole, I just realized one of the reasons, one of the many reasons we get along is because I'm doing what you currently do with coaching and podcasting, mm-hmm. but I also do what you used to do with acting. Yep. <laughs> so I, just, I just cover both sides of that. Um, and I've been comparing myself to both right now. Number one, because I'm seeing actors posting self-tapes, they're making their own... Th- this is how, again, good things come from shitty situations. There are all these quarantine short films where they are not expecting the best quality, where people are making videos on their phone of themselves and mm-hmm. turning them into like two-minute movies. Yep. And the creativity getting, it, is amazing. Yeah. Amazing right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And and so I'm seeing actors post this amazing content. Meanwhile, I'm seeing my coach friends who are a lot older and more experienced than me. I'm sure, Nicole, you have some of those people in your circle too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> they are rolling out programs. They are rolling out webinars. And I'm not even so much jealous of the fact that they have new programs. I'm envious that they are helping their community in ways that I'm not right now. Mm. And I talk about this in my workshops. I have to ask myself, how is their life different than yours right now? For example, my actor friends who are making this content left and right, some of them don't have jobs right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm very fortunate that I do have one, at least at, at, for the time being. Yeah. And so I don't have the time that they have. Mm. I also don't have the time that my coach friends have who are already have these established followings and also like maybe are like working full time for themselves. I'm comparing my situation to theirs. And this is what I talk about in our, in my workshops. Like when we compare ourselves, 
the biggest thing we compare ourselves is the age we have with the other person. We're like, oh, well, since we're the same age, then Mm. I should be where they are or I should be past where they are. When in actuality, there's things that happen in our lives that get us to higher or lower levels, regardless of how old you are. Yeah. And I'll I'll share a story I shared with you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's somebody I went to college with. His name's Joe. I, I gotta tell him I'm sharing the story because his name really is Joe, and I've shared this story a million times. <laughs> uh, Joe and I went to college together. I graduated before him. Moved out to Chicago in 2010. I have not landed a SAG franchised agent yet. Mm-hmm. Joe went on to, I think he lived in New York for a bit. He studied with the Actors Theater of Louisville, eventually came to Chicago to get his MFA. Joe's been here, I want to say, a total of two years. Since then, Joe has already landed a SAG franchise agent, already got a speaking role on a Netflix show. Mm. He's been here two years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? <laughs> what's happening? Here's the difference between me and Joe. And, and this isn't to say that there aren't other things that I could have been doing my first few years in Chicago. Um, Joe got his MFA. And at the end of getting your MFA for an acting program, you get a showcase. Mm. Agents show up there. Casting directors show up there. When I moved to Chicago, I was in my studio apartment by myself, working my part-time job at a, at a toy store. I didn't, I didn't have any of that. I didn't know what casting directors were. Mm. I didn't know any of that. So, um, I'm sure you've heard of the example, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 10. I like, to, I like to twist that. So let, let's pretend they're levels. Mm-hmm. They don't compare your level one to someone else's level 10. Yeah. If we're using levels as an example, Joe entered at level five. Mm-hmm. I haven't even gotten up to level five yet. It's like yeah. I'm biking because uh, I'm a biker. And if I bike somewhere and I'm going to uh, a different floor in the building, I'm going to start at the ground floor. Mm -hmm. If I had a car, I might get in the parking garage, and then I enter on level two. Joe entered at a higher level than me, and I was comparing myself to him. So often right now, we're comparing ourselves to other people, and if people are listening and they're comparing their mindset to me and you, Nicole, well, Mm -hmm. you've been studying personal development your whole life. I've been studying it for six years. If people haven't been doing that, no wonder you're stressed. Yep. So like be kind to yourself while still figuring out the next steps. Mm -hmm. I think the best thing for people is when you are feeling that, oh, well, they are doing this. They have an agent. They have this. They have this. A lot of people use that as their excuse to procrastinate and do nothing. And Mm -hmm. it like, they may not phrase it that way, but they would phrase it in the way of like, well, they're doing so amazing. Why do I even bother? and Again, what kind of questions you're asking yourself, you're going to get those answers. Why do you even bother? You're going to look at a million reasons why you shouldn't even bother. And if you instead ask yourself, or first of all, if you instead look at all the reasons why you're amazing, all the reasons why you deserve nice things, not because of them and not in contrast to them, Mm -hmm. not in contrast to them, but (laughs) instead, no one especially in the artist community, no one has the same story. You might go on the same 100 auditions. You might get a yes at the same time. You still don't have the same. If this episode is resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help people like you get rid of your limiting beliefs, get out of your comfort zone, and start 
achieving your dreams. If you'd like more information about my program, you can email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to book your free discovery call. Link to my email is in the description. Now, back to the episode story. And yeah, this is something, again, you and I have talked about, but the media loves to glorify the one-stop shop stories. Yeah. I went to this one audition. I've never had a voice lesson in my entire life. I've never been Mm -hmm. in an acting class. I'm 16 and I landed a lead on Broadway. The media loves those stories. But here's the deal is every other million, 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 millions of people look at those and they say, why isn't that me? Yeah. And you have to broaden your perspective because that immediately, if you focus on only those stories and look at that and say, why isn't that me? Guess what? The universe is going to respond. Getting a little hoodoo voodoo, but the universe is going to respond and say, well, bitch, guess not. Like, yeah. I guess not. So. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to give some action steps off of that for people listening, yes. um, not only should we be listening to per- or consuming personal development, we should be consuming content based on our industry. Yes. Isn't that I'm able to see the acting industry through a different lens than maybe some of my peers is because of the content I consume. Mm-hmm. I was listening, I was on Dewan Johnson's Facebook Live, and then I watch it again. Because I want to absorb it and there are things I don't hear the second time. I'm not saying everybody has to do that, but I'm saying it helps so much. And listening to acting podcasts where I hear stories of failure makes me feel better about myself. And that sounds terrible when you say it out loud. It's so true, though. But it it makes me realize there's nothing wrong with me. And then I stop spiraling. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I believe so wholeheartedly failure stories are better than success stories. Because failure is always just feedback. And I'm going to do a little quick story. So um, I think I've shared this before on the podcast, but I'm going to share it again. Uh, Rachel, oh gosh, Bornstein? Um, Yeah. Mrs. Maisel in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, okay. I'm totally forgetting her last name. But that actress was auditioning for 10 years for mm-hmm. comedic roles. Every single time those casting uh, casting agents were like, nah, like, you're just not funny. You're too pretty. Like, just go be an ingenue. And she was like, no, I know I'm funny. I know I'm funny. Mm-hmm. 10 freaking years. And finally... She is now an Emmy award-winning comedic actress because she believed so wholeheartedly in her gut. She believed in her passion and she knew that she was destined for that. Like you got to just stay true to who you are and not conform to what you think you should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you, have you seen Breaking Bad? Bits and pieces. (laughs) I know. (laughs) If anybody has seen Breaking Bad, there is a scene in season one that even if you've like, now you're on season, like you're, you've finished it like forever, you'll remember the scene. There's a scene in season one, and forgive me, it's a little graphic, where um, Walter White is in the basement with a guy named Crazy Eight. And if anybody watches Better Call Saul, Crazy Eight comes back uh, for this. Um, Crazy Eight. And he is, Walter White doesn't know what to do with him. So he locks him up like, he has a bike lock and he is like locked to this pole in the basement. Like his neck is locked up. Mm -hmm. Like he has, he has enough room to breathe, but that's the bike lock is around his neck. He's locked up just so people can remember the scene. That actor's name is Max Arseniega. I believe I'm pronouncing it right. And uh, I, I got to meet Max recently. He he was doing a workshop and he's about to open an acting school in Chicago. Quick plug. I'll, oh, uh, so cool. I'll have to figure out what it is, but um, 
Yeah. So I got a chance to meet him. And I also listened to him do a podcast interview. He went on 74 auditions before he got his first speaking role on TV. Like 74. And then he eventually would. And now from what I understand, he's doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. You know, he had that scene with Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, two phenomenal actors. And he, um, and he came back for like multiple episodes. And now that there's a spinoff show, better call Saul, he's on that too. Mm -hmm. And so there's two parts of the story. Number one, like again, for now is not forever. Stop thinking your for now is forever. And number two, like, how could he have pictured, oh, I'm going to get this role on a show. Oh, and then they're going to bring me back for more episodes. Oh, and then there's going to be a spinoff show where I get to keep coming back. We don't think that way because we're not taught to think that way. So again, like, we have to be kind to ourselves because we're not taught to think this way. And we owe it to ourselves to find stories like that. And 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 they're here. Your listeners are hearing them right now. And hopefully, yep. there are some actors listening. But even if you're not an actor, hopefully, this is starting to get the wheel spinning yep. for how things are possible for you that you might not even know yet. Yeah. Uh, that's so good. That's such. Yep. I couldn't. I you put it perfectly. Like I can't even. <laughs> I can't even like expand on that. I know no. we're a little short on time, so I do really quickly that's want fine. to actually touch on your hashtag not perfect t-shirt ah! you do hashtag not perfect and i want to touch on that real quick what is that um you know I, thank you for asking I've, I've realized that i say it all the time but i don't really say what it means like it's self-explanatory but i also don't explain like the concept of it mm-hmm. so when i was a beach body coach mm-hmm. when uh, in network marketing uh one of the first things they taught us was to start posting on social media differently. Mm. Um, so I think that's actually, now that I think of it, wow, I never thought of this. That's probably where my whole thoughts on social media changed. And they said, if you're throwing your dirty laundry on social media, why are people going to want to buy from you? Yep. If you're a business owner and you're promoting a product, like you're throwing negative out energy out there, why are they, why people aren't going to be attracted to that? So it started off where I was doing the cookie cutter, copy, paste, positive quotes, and that is it. Mm-hmm. And God bless, I am now connected to so many aspiring motivational speakers and they all do it. I'm like, ah, guys, <laughs> so close. And look, it, that, doing that is better than throwing your dirty laundry on, on Facebook. So mm-hmm. I appreciate what they're doing. At the same time, all I was doing was copying and pasting or getting like a motivational quote like a picture of one and posting it on Facebook and you didn't see any of my personality behind Mm -hmm. it so it took me a while to find my footing and I was trying all these different random hashtags I was hashtagging on Facebook before Facebook allowed hashtags and people were like what are you doing stop (laughs) and one of them I started using was hashtag not perfect and I started seeing other people posting on Facebook using not perfect but they weren't tagging me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know you got that from me. <laughs> Could they have gotten it from somewhere else? Sure. Are there other people using it? Sure. I follow it on Instagram. There's people who don't follow me who use not perfect. Mm-hmm. But I was seeing my Facebook friends use not perfect. I'm like, I know you got that from me. But what it made me realize was, oh, people like this. Mm-hmm. And so when I think we have to be careful as creatives, 
we have our own agenda of what we want to share, but we have to also remember to listen to what other people are responding to because they respond to some things more than others that might not be your first thought. So people were responding to it. I'm like, okay. So I started using it in like all of my posts and people were like, yeah, not perfect. I like that. And the reason I started using it is because I am a perfectionist and I even today, and I, 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 ha- I have to check myself because I, I think I've got a better grip on it, but I really do. Like Nicole, I was telling you, I'm not going anywhere right now. And yet I'm still maxed out as I was before. And that's like, that's not right. And I'm like, well, why am I maxed out? Uh, because I'm trying to be perfect with my podcast because I'm trying to be perfect with what I post on social media, posting throughout the day and, and also promoting like my content and my, and you know, coachings. And I'm still trying to be perfect during the season. So I love this hashtag as a reminder that it's okay to be messy and that by being not perfect, sometimes you still get the things that you want. Um, you know, this is kind of a different story, but uh, I got rejected from my first choice of uh, college. I really wanted to be a BFA musical theater major at Emerson mm-hmm. and in Boston, and I got denied. Uh, so I went to my backup school, uh, Salem State, auditioned for the BFA program. Long story short, I got denied, but they had a BA program. They, they're like, okay, whatever. Anybody can take that. Um, because I went the BA route, I took my classes in a different order, and a professor one day in class randomly mentions Chicago as a place you can pursue an acting career. If I hadn't had that class at that time with her, I wouldn't be in Chicago. And yet, look at all the failures that I had along the way, like getting denied, getting denied again at my backup school, and yet it still led me to doing what I want to do. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget, you know, especially in the acting world, when you don't get a part, sometimes it's a blessing in disguise because now you have the chance to do something. I'm still waiting to like not get the part and then meet my soulmate (laughs) because I didn't get the part. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't get the part. That hasn't happened yet, but. uh, (laughs) Fingers uh, crossed for you, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. It'll it'll happen. Um, But it's all to say that I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect because of things like social media and because we, we tell ourselves the story that if we don't get what we want, um, or I'm sorry, if we don't act perfectly, we won't get the things that we want or people will like us less. Mm-hmm. When It's really when we show our imperfections. <laughs> I just posted a video of me singing. Nicole, I'm not a singer. I'm not a singer and I posted a video of me singing. I had like one of my acting... like. He he does a shout out to Michael Kostroff. He uh, he does a program called Audition Psych 101. He commented on my video. He's like, oh my God, I love this so much. Nicole, I, I, I sucked at singing. It was not a good voice, but I showed my personality through it and I just embraced the fact that it wasn't perfect and I totally wore this shirt because who's going to hate on you? Like, who's going to hate on you when you, when, you write, when you you have a shirt saying not perfect? It's like, um, did you expect it to be good? But yeah, that's that's a long answer to your question, Nicole. But I I promote being not perfect uh, because a I try to be sometimes too much, and because we can still get the things that we want by just being messy. Oof, that last sentence. Um, can you repeat that last sentence real quick? Oh, we can still get what we want by being messy. Like, uh, it's, I chills, chills. That's so good. Like, doesn't that take the pressure off ourselves? And again, for like 
creatives going through this time. You know, you don't have to create the next big thing, but also like still keep in mind who you want to become. Like you can do both. You can. And so yeah, I'll stop there before I start talking again. But uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's so good <laughs> though. Oh my goodness. Well, here really quickly. Yeah. Where can people find you? What is your tags? What's your podcast? I'll plug everything. Yeah, yeah, so many, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many uh, things, which is so great. Oh, so many things. Um, so I, uh, I'm most active on Instagram. You can find me Tony.Rossi. And I always spell that out. That's Tony with a Y, Rossi with an I. The I trips people up. Y'all, there's no, there's no I in my first name. Tony with a Y, <laughs> Rossi with an I, Tony.Rossi on Instagram. Um, if you're on Twitter, I, I tweet sometimes. I'm at underscore Tony Rossi. Um, my podcast is called The Tony Rossi Show, but it's soon to be rebranded as Actor Problems, talking about the things that make us stressed AF and how to see them differently. And if anybody, whether you're an actor or not, if you want to jump on my actor self-care newsletter, I'd love to have you. It's over at TonyRossiCoaching.com. There'll be a little pop-up and uh, you just enter your email. And I'll be sure to plug all of these things. So if any listeners are like, "Ooh, that sounds like perfect," I'll just check the link in the show notes. It'll be cool. There. Oh, and I, I meant to mention this earlier. Um, as far as you know, people looking to get started on their personal development journey with mm-hmm. like books and podcasts, um, I have a list with clickable links. Um, I can send that to you, Nicole. And yes, feel please. Free to, feel free to send that out to or put it in the show notes wherever. I'd be happy to. Oh, what a great resource! Oh my gosh, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Times this a million. This is so much fun. This is something we've been planning for so freaking long and I'm so glad we finally were able to do it. You are such a light in this Aww. world and I'm just so grateful to have gotten to know you and to continue getting Same. to know you. Um, thank you for being here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you for having me and thank you everyone for listening. I super appreciate it. What an amazing mind person conversation. I'm so honored to have had Tony on the podcast. He had so many mic drops, so I want to have a quick recapable session. Number one, it's about the long game. Now is not forever. Number two, you can do anything. You just have to believe that you can. Number three, we become what we consume. Number four, you can find the positives even during hard seasons. Number five, you will figure it out. Even if the worst case scenario happens, you will still figure it out. Number six, people absorb the energy that you put out. Be careful what you post on social media. Number seven, watch your questions. Your brain is programmed to answer them. Number eight, don't compare your level one to someone else's level five. They might have entered in on a higher floor and it does not make them better than you. Number nine, no one has the same story. Number 10, consume content based on your industry. This might, I want to pause on this one. This might seem pretty like a dumb moment, but a lot of us pretend like we don't have the time to consume the content based on our industry. Make the time, guys. Number 11, remember that you are not perfect. We can still get what we want by being messy. Before we sign off for the day, I have a very exciting announcement. So six coaches, myself included, decided to band together and create something called the Coaching Connection Happy Hour. This is one hour of six high, high, high level coaches, each in their own area of expertise, getting to teach a masterclass to you all. This is a free 
masterclass. Let me say that again. This is a free masterclass where you get to look at six coaches, hear what they're about, hear what they have to offer, and get a little masterclass, a little individual masterclass from each of them, and get to pick their brain all for free. And you guys, it's coming up super soon, but I'm going to give you some examples of what kind of coaches we got going on. Obviously, you have myself. I'm a life and mindset coach. I really specialize in getting your goals done, having a strong mindset, and feeling like a badass 100% of the time. We have a marketing coach. We have a fitness coach. We have a We have a business coach. We have a spirituality coach. I mean, literally everything under the sun that you can imagine, it is here. And it is for free. Obviously, there's going to be so much more info coming your way this week. So be sure to keep a close eye on my stories because I'm going to be introducing my fellow coaches and you'll be able to sign up through that. However, if this is all you needed to hear, you're like a free one-hour freaking masterclass by six high-level coaches, sign me the F up. The link is in the show notes. Go to the Coaching Connection Happy Hour link down in the show notes to sign up and save your spot. I am so excited to band together with these amazing freaking women and bring you guys something that is so incredibly value that is so incredibly valuable during this crazy time we live in when we have a lot more time on our hands and maybe we're needing some of that extra creative stimulus. So stay tuned, get excited because Lord knows I am, but I will tell you guys so much more coming up very, very soon. You guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social, scream it from the mountaintops, rate her five stars, whatever floats your boat, but it really does help get the word out there. Also, if you're wanting more daily mindset tips, follow me on Instagram at lifecoachbaker and join the Facebook group Captivating Creatives where we do a bunch of worksheets, live trainings, all for free. Also, Major shout out to Cooper Baldwin who wrote, composed, mixed everything a human can do for music for this show. Check him out at cooperbaldwinmusic.com. Thanks, Cooper. You're amazing. You guys have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you soon.